Quentin Tarantino is without a doubt one of the biggest filmmakers out there, whose movies have made it big at the box office, earned an almost unanimous praise by critics, and earned millions of devoted fans across the world. His movies have had a cultural impact that few people could claim to. And with recent rumors surfacing that Tarantino would be making his last movie, I thought it was the right time to assess his talent as a filmmaker. While I may not be the biggest fan of his, I was always interested in Tarantino's movies, as they combine many different elements of different genres to create a unique style that separated him from the rest of the crowd. One of the movies that does just that is Django Unchained, one of his most outstanding movies and the movie we'll be talking about on this episode. I'm going to be asking, what makes Django Unchained work as a movie? We'll find out today and much more on Enjoy the Movie. My name's Tony and welcome back to Enjoy the Movie, where we love to talk about great movies and love to rip on the bad ones. So today we will be talking about Django Unchained, directed by Quentin Tarantino. So the movie stars Jamie Foxx as a black slave in the 1850s called Django. Now, Django encounters a bounty hunter called Dr. Schultz, played by Christoph Waltz, who ends up freeing him from his master and he take, you know, takes him under his wing. Now, Django helps Dr. Schultz capture the different criminals and uh, in return get money for them. At the same time, Dr. Schultz makes a deal with uh, uh, Django to uh, help him free uh, Django's wife, who is being held by uh, a slave owner named Candy, played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Now, will they be able to free Django's wife or will everything go to hell? So, I want to talk about the characters uh, now. So, we'll start off with Django, uh, play, who was played by Jamie Foxx. And I really love this guy. So, Django is basically, he's a slave who gets freed by Dr. Schultz. And he learns to you know, use a gun and become a you know, become a killer, essentially, under Dr. Schultz. And, yeah, and that's where he sort of develops, and you learn he grows into a ruthless killer, and so and it's just it's incredible, and really, I like Django as well because I feel here's the thing, like he's a very unique kind of uh, Western uh, protagonist in Western movies. In that, usually in the Western, when we think of you know heroes, we think you know like oh the outlaw who's you know, killing. You know, going after the corrupt authorities and like you know saving the town of the bandits and whatever. Here in this movie, it's a little bit more uh, different, uh, different with air quotes, because Django goes uh, goes and carries uh, not simply just a sense of you know wanting to do right, but really is a sense of revenge. You know, he wants he was enslaved by these uh, slave owners, and you know he was mistreated and his life was destroyed. You know, so to him, for us, we see him, his resentment sort of growing and growing and growing throughout the movie as he meets those slave traders. And eventually, by the end, he's just had some, he's had enough of these people to the point that he will do anything, not only to get his wife, but to just correct what he's, you know, to what he sees as, as a grave injustice. So there is, so I like this added sort of complexity to Django as a character. And uh, Jamie Foxx is also really good. Like, he he's excellent. So, 
like he gives him I just he gives him both the sense of ruthlessness um as well as a sense of grace, you know, like especially when he goes with their Dr. Schultz and the two of them uh begin to forge a friendship. You know, we could tell like he's not like he's he's definitely been hurt and he carries a lot of wounds and baggage, but he's also you know, cool and calm, you know, and, uh, yeah, he's just, uh, he's, he's an epic guy, you know, Django, and Jamie Foxx portrays him really beautifully, I love his performance here, and, of course, uh, it, no talk about Django Unchained, and Django himself will be considered legitimate, in my view, without talking about Dr. Schultz, who I really like him, he's he's I don't want to say suave. He's he's very charismatic and uh, sort of smooth-talking bounty hunter. He was a dentist, but then he becomes a bounty hunter, and he's of German descent. And and so that's kind of one of the things that bring kind of connect him and Django together in the fact that that Doctor Schultz himself is German and. Uh, and Dr. Schultz's wife is called Brumhilde, and she lived around Germans, and so she can speak German. And also what's cool is that um, Dr. Schultz tells Django of this uh, German myth, this legend, that ends up in a way being uh, playing as a sort of parallel between itself and Django's conflict and uh, quest, which I find to be uh, pretty cool, really, really cool. But really, Dr. Schultz himself, you know, I really like him. He's, <coughs> excuse me, you know, he's very cunning. He's, um, you know, very, like I said, he's very smooth talking. And, uh, yeah, his chemistry, he and um, he and uh, Django's chemistry is, uh, is really amazing. Like, if I would watch um, Django Unchained, it would be to see the two of them again, you know. So, yeah, so, like I said, those two... Um, carry the movie through. Um, if the, if the, if I didn't if if I didn't like these uh, these two, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed this movie as much. I mean, and there are a lot of things good things about this movie, but Django and Doctor Schultz are definitely the highlight for me. And of course, this movie has got uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as a slave owner named Candy, and uh, I'm just gonna say this uh, this is the f- this is the first time I see. Leonardo DiCaprio as a as a villain or really an antagonist, but I feel like the the movie treats him more like a villain as opposed to an antagonist, because like he he's got that guy's got no redeeming characters whatsoever, and so you know he's ruthless, he's uh, like yeah he's suave, but he's also you know this heartless, um, uh, sadistic man really and. Leonardo DiCaprio portrays him very well. Like usually, I see I see the actor as being you know usually one of those you know cool guys or something like that. Look, you know, those dashing young men and things like that. I mean, yeah, he's he's like, he's in his forties at the time he made the movie. Was I think I don't know, but the point being is that you know, point being that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, he's great at doing um, protagonists and things like that. But uh, here he makes an amazing villain. <laughs> He and, uh, of course, Samuel L. Jackson, who is, uh, in this movie, he plays Stephen, who's Candy's, uh, one of Candy's, um, uh, is he a slave, I think? I don't know if he's a slave or if he's, like, he's simply his, uh, 
uh, housekeeper or something. He, he manages uh, the slaves for Candy. Now, yeah, and this is the first time I also see uh, Samuel L. Jackson as a villain, and uh, I, I really like him. One of the... I think I've seen him as a villain before, actually, Samuel L. Jackson. Now that I take that back, I've seen him before, but they're like, I re- the point is, I really like him as a villain. Like, it, like his mannerism and his the delivery of how he talks and his... Yeah, yeah, his mannerism is just amazing. <laughs> you know, especially when... And he's he got he, he carries this sort of inquisitive kind of um anxious you know like I gotta do right by my master kind of tone <coughs> excuse me yeah so I really like him he and Leonardo DiCaprio they're really good in this movie I love these two and uh, yeah now I want to talk about the music um because this movie uh, definitely uses a lot of um. Uh, music and songs from other uh, Western movies. Uh, one of them just so happens to also be called Django, which was directed by Sergio Bacucci. Sorry. It was directed by Sergio Bacucci. Corbucci. <laughs> I'm sorry. So it was directed by Sergio Corbucci. Um, the movie's called Django as well. And uh, the theme from that song also makes it into uh, the opening for uh, Django Unchained. And I like it. It's sort of... It, I feel that the opening here, it's sort of singing... Uh, the singer is almost singing to Django in a way because it sings about his hurts and uh, the things that he's faced. And uh, it sort of foreshadows what we're about to see. And I really like that. And... <coughs> excuse me. Also, with... Um, the, the the song is just epic. I love it. Like I could listen to it on repeat a lot. Like if I would listen to the soundtrack, I would the, the, I would single this one out as being one of my favorites. And of course, the the soundtrack uses um um different types of Western like music in from like Western movies. Like it uses sort of you know, your typical traditional like Western music, you know, with um guitars and electric guitars and even a little bit I think some harmonica as well but it also does a little bit of that uh, it's a little modern here but at times yeah it, the, some of the music choices here don't really work I feel like they just come out of nowhere like you have this sort of modern type kind of um I don't know how to describe it it's this this modern in a way techno kind of um, style of music and uh, it just goes goes completely out of nowhere but but no, that's fine. This is just nitpicking here. Like when it comes to the music here, it's really nitpicking because the the soundtrack is amazing, and you know it's one of those that I would gladly you know get a copy of when I find if I find it actually. So yeah, definitely yeah. This the music is pretty good. Um, yeah, and the one thing that I'm a little bit split about, though I'm mostly kind of um, yeah, I'm mostly split about it is the violence now. Before I go on about this, I'm just going to say I will not be talking about, you know, the impact of violence on, you know, people watching this. And I'm not going to be talking about, you know, like, but I will be talking about, but I'm just not going to be talking about the impact of violence or whatever relationship between violence and, you know, crime and whatever, because lots of people have talked about it already. And in fact, Quentin Tarantino himself talked about it in his now infamous review with the Channel 4 and the interview with Krishna Guru Murthy back in 2013. So, yeah, sorry. I'm. Anyway, moving on. So, 
The violence in the movie, I thought, was pretty mixed. Now, yeah, I get it. Tarantino, he has a reputation for, you know, making violent movies, and he likes to do it. So, you know, I, I'm i not going to hold that against him. But here's the thing. Like, at times, the violence is warranted, you know, like especially when the stakes are really high, you know, because <coughs> we've got things like um, Django and Dr. Schultz heading out and, like, trying to rescue... Um, Brumhilda, um, who was Django's wife, and they're trying to they're trying to free her from uh, Candy's uh, clutches, and then also you know going after some, after some bandits and everything. So yeah, I get it; it's warranted when it gets violent. Yeah, it's warranted. But then you have moments like when Django is um, facing just three people, and yet the battle is like just it becomes. It, I don't get it. So Django just. So he's facing three people. He ends up having uh, a fight that might as well, you know, that that is like literally filled with dynamites and things like that. And like one of them gets blown up in this massive explosion. It's like I didn't. I'm like what? I I I didn't. I mean, maybe maybe Tarantino fans will love this, but uh, it didn't. I didn't. Really, it didn't really make sense to me. I just didn't get it. And what what the humor is behind it for me? I just think like. The thing is with violence, you know, sometimes, you know, some of the people who defend this would be like, oh, but it's like a cartoon and it's a movie. It's not real. I mean, yeah, sure, it's not real. But I feel that, you know, there's a difference between cartoons and live action movies in that in cartoons like, say, Tom and Jerry, the violence doesn't involve blood. And when you see characters being dismembered and, you know, being flattened and stuff like that they do it in a sort of comedic way and it's also animation allows for something like this to happen you know because the characters can be rubbery they can be squashed they can be stretched you know it's animation like you can you can do that and get away with it and if you don't include blood you can easily get away with it you can be as violent as you want but you know it would still be okay but as soon as you introduce blood in it and especially if it's in live action it just it doesn't really have that same effect. Even even in more uh, benign movies, um, the thing is with violence, you know, because because of the fact that live action is rooted in reality, we react to it differently to how we would react to, say, Tom Cat being squashed by a piano, for example. <coughs> Sorry. So... Yeah, so basically, in Tarantino's movies, yeah, okay, some of the violence is warranted, but at times when it goes over the top for no reason whatsoever, or just if I'm trying to be comedic or whatever, it doesn't really sit with me very well. It just, it, it's it's not like, uh, it's very different to a cartoon kind of uh, violence for me. Even, even less, uh, even more nonsensical, actually, is that scene where there are two black slaves that belong to Candy, and they're fighting in this gladiator-style fight called the Mandingo. And it's like, they're, they're fighting to the death, and it, it's very gruesome and very bloody and very um, disturbing to watch. Now, in the, mov- the movie Django Unchained explores slavery and tries to go uh, delve into the dark side of slavery. Like, of course, in a way that hasn't been really been done before at that point. But I'm not sure if, A, I don't, it's still debatable whether Mandingo fights were really things that did happen. You know, 
um, I heard some people say that they, they did happen, others say they didn't, so I wasn't really exactly sure if it was real or not. So the decision to include them, like, it didn't, I don't know, I guess, I mean, it's kind of, I, it's a little bit revisionist uh, for me, but but I guess the part I wanted to touch on is the fact that it was completely pointless. Like, we spend, like, two or three minutes watching these two, watching these two men, like, you know, battling it out to the death, and it's just, it's in this really sort of disturbing scene, it's like, why? To what end? Like, because early, uh, just a few moments earlier, like, we you know, we are revealed, we are introduced to one of the slaves who escapes Candy's clutches, or tries to, and he's, you know, being kept so that he can engage in these fights, and, uh, of course, he gets captured again, and he's, you know, facing Candy's wrath, and, you know, we know what happened, and the consequence of that, the uh, consequence of his actions, we see those, but then we see the fight itself, it's like, well, what's the point? We already know how tough it is, we already, we already know, because through the dialogue and the scene, the information we get from the scene, with that escaped slave, we know that there is a fight, that they fight it out to the death, so seeing it again just didn't make sense to me, it, it just, it did nothing other than hold the movie back. And also, it was unnecessarily violent. Like, it's just... Yeah. But that's, I, could, I think, the biggest problem. is that it, it really held it back. Just so that we can see some more, some more of that Tarantino violence, you know? But, um, yeah, I didn't... I didn't really kind of... Uh, I didn't see the point of in that scene. But... Otherwise, I... Yeah. Otherwise, the battle scenes in the movie are really well done. They're very solid. They're actually very excellent. Especially this, um, the uh, final battle. Well, not so much final battle, but it's in the third act. There's one of the this big battle happening in Candy's mansion, and this sort of Django against all of these, uh, you know, henchmen going after him, and it's just super epic. It's it's very bloody. Uh, uh, like like I as you can guess, it's pretty bloody, but it's super epic, and I love it. It's both shot, well choreographed, and it's 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 just great. I love it. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed uh, Django Unchained. Um, it was a thrilling and uh, gripping movie that uh, kept me at the edge of my seat. I, was, uh, I wasn't exactly sure where it was going most of the time, and um, it didn't really matter to me because I loved the characters, I loved the uh, action sequences most of the time, and uh, it was just, I just had a great time, you know, here's the thing, like, it's it's pretty cool for me to think about that this was actually my second Tarantino movie ever, uh, the other movie that I did see was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, now, I don't really want to do too much, uh, I don't want to go too much on a tangent about that movie, but but comparing the two of them, I like to. Th- I I believe that Django Unchained is the um the superior movie between the two. <coughs> Excuse me. And I know that everybody went crazy about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and it was like everybody was telling me I should go see it. But I did. But oh, come on, man! I just love uh, Django Unchained. Like, it, because here's the thing: we focus on our two leads. Unlike in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We've got two characters to focus on, and we have their journey that we can look at and to follow and, you know, to root for. But then 
it just but then in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah we've got Leonardo DiCaprio is also in that movie he's Rick Dalton he's the protagonist and you know he's you know his character is you know a washed up actor and that would have been an interesting story and it is an interesting story especially if you know Leonardo DiCaprio is playing with Brad Pitt those two are the best part of that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood but then you have this stuff about Sharon Tate, who's played by Margot Robbie, and it's just for me, it like the Sharon Tate stuff didn't really make much sense to me. You know, it, it just it felt like the whole thing was that like, there were two. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's because Quentin Tarantino. My theory is that Quentin Tarantino saw saw this like learned about what happened to Sharon Tate um, in the 1960s, and he wanted to make a movie about it, and, you know, he just had that ending in the movie just as a sort of wishful thinking, in a way. Now, that isn't to attack Tarantino or anything, but it just, it kind of felt like this. I feel like not much was building up to that final fight in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and so, basically, it just kind of comes out of nowhere, and the Sharon Tate stuff was a little bit pointless for me. But, you know what? I could be wrong. I I mean, I haven't seen that movie in about a year. So, you know, I might go look at it, look at it again, but um honestly, uh, between that movie and Django Unchained, I think Django is a much more uh streamlined, has a much more streamlined narrative and it was just more fun. Like like I love seeing bad guys getting blown up and I love seeing um <coughs> I love seeing um New takes on the Western genre, you know, and especially if they've had, they've got Jamie Foxx and uh, uh, Christoph Waltz and they've got some incredible writing. I mean, there's this scene where it's like, like Dr. Schultz and Candy were like trying to sign this deal and Candy and Candy just uh, exposes, he pulls out his hand and he, in there, he, he, he ma- tries to make Dr. Schultz shake it and he's like, I want you to shake my hand and then Dr. Schultz goes, all right, if you insist, and then he just, and then a fight breaks out, and and I just like, I like that stuff. <laughs> now, yeah, I mean, look, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood isn't a bad movie. I mean, there's a lot to like about it, but I think, I think it's an opportunity for me to go see it again, you know, now that I bring it up. I might actually do that. But my, but really, honestly, I love Django Unchained, and if you haven't seen it, you really should. It's 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 great fun. And uh, but if you can get past the violence, though, <laughs> it is very violent. But if you can get past that, I'm sure you'll have a great time. I guarantee it. Now, before uh, we end the episode, um, I just had to say something. Like I was very excited about the possibility of a Django Unchained two, or uh, a TV series um, that takes that is based on the characters because here's the thing i love django i i I was actually really interested in seeing where they were going to go with uh, django but (coughs) excuse me but it turns out that tarantino only wants to make 10 movies and recently he made an announcement that you know he has an idea and he is going to actually make his 10th movie and with that it means that he's going to retire you know from filmmaking which is a shame because i love django and you know i was actually actually really interested in seeing where they were going to go with it, with the idea. But, I mean, I feel like this is the kind of movie that only Tarantino could make. You know, the, these characters and the style and the, the the story, I feel like this is something that Tarant- only Tarantino could tell. And I guess some other filmmaker could make a crack at, uh, you know, getting, getting, it, getting his 
uh, style and could have get the thing get it right in a way but um i don't know that's very unlikely so for me i was very like just i i would really like to see a Django unchained 2 or a or at least a tv series that you know, that's based on the characters but uh, unfortunately i don't know if that's going to be the case so yeah well maybe one of these days or otherwise it might as might as well just keep it in my mind and entertain the possibility of it being a thing but that's fine i mean who knows it might have been uh who knows what it would have been like i'm just gonna say so yeah that i i just wanted to get this out you know yeah and that concludes today's episode of enjoy the movie ladies and gentlemen so thank you very much for tuning in um if you want more uh, reviews of movies like this um, don't forget to check out my uh, letterboxed profile, which is attached in the link in the description. You can have a look at uh, reviews from the last uh, several years and uh, more coming on the way. So, yeah, thank you again for listening, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe and if you want to get in touch with us then please leave a comment or go to the links in the description we're available on apple podcasts spotify wherever you get your podcasts we're there also be sure to share the podcasts with your peers and online thank you for listening enjoy the movie was hosted by tony Saad. the music and logo were created by clara Saad. enjoy the movie is created by tony Saad. copyright tony Saad 2023